Starting recording now. Pulling up predict it specifically debate markets. Okay. Hello and welcome to Election Profit Makers, a guide to winning and losing money on the 2016 campaign using online prediction markets. It's September 21st. This is the ninth of 17 episodes in our limited podcast series. I'm John Kimball, and as always, I'm joined by my childhood friend, David Reese. Hi, David. Hi, John. How are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty well. Where are you? I'm in Azoya in southern Portugal, a tiny rural community. I'm here for travel purposes, and that's why we've decided that you're going to run the show today on our podcast, because I have very slow internet and very little information. Well, how does it? How am I doing so far? I love it. This is great, and I'm never going to come back to America, and you're going to be the main host of Election Profit Makers forever. Should we tell our listeners that right now I am literally talking into a mic and holding a phone up on speakerphone to the mic as I talk? No. Don't tell, don't tell that. We don't want them to know that I'm on the telephone. We want them to think I'm really in the room with you. So if you say that, it'll spoil the illusion of two old friends having bedroom fun okay. on their podcast. <laughs> okay. So you have no idea what's going on in the world. Well, I know, I know three things. I know well, four things. I haven't really been able to go on the Internet. That's kind of been by choice, but also just the situation that I'm in. Uh, so I'll tell you what I know, and you can tell me how it affects the markets. One, I know that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are divorced. Two, I know that some kind of little bomb went off in Chelsea in Manhattan. Yep. Three, I know that there was some civil unrest in Charlotte, North Carolina, to the west of Chapel Hill. Yes. And four, I know that uh, something about, there was a, some controversy about a Skittles ad, which I assume from the, what little I heard was some kind of anti-immigrant ad about M&Ms and Skittles mixing together in a bowl. Uh, and other than that, I have to say I've been in a state of, of blissful ignorance. I recommend it to everyone. Obviously, you don't have to go to rural Portugal in order to not know what's going on. All you have to do is refuse to pay attention to media and all information sources. <laughs> uh, so, but I, obviously, honor and profit compel me to know what's going on, so that I may exploit these tragedies for personal financial gain. So, John, tell me what's going on. What's going on in America, my friend? Well, I, I think you pretty much nailed it. You, I think you missed the big one, which happened on Friday. Right. Maybe you were had you left by then. On Friday? Yeah. Friday, I was on a, I was flying on an airplane, yeah. Okay, I was, yeah. I was all over the place on Friday. I, mean, well, I was in America, and then I was like in the Atlantic Ocean, and then I was in Europe, and then I went back. I, I, yeah, it was crazy. Friday was just extreme travel and the kind of high-paced lifestyle that was really the only way I ever feel comfortable. But now I'm really nervous. What happened on Friday? Okay, well, on Friday, Trump held a press conference, which was basically a giant infomercial for his D.C. hotel, and then at the end, he... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, really? Yes, and then at the end, he quickly announced that Hillary Clinton started the birther movement and that he, Trump, finished it. 
And then he ended it by saying, Barack Obama was born in America, period. Whoa, really? Yeah, I mean, he basically dropped the mic. That's amazing. Wait, there's like five things happening all at once. He he hit the ejector seat on the birther movement and pinned it on Clinton, but came out and, and ended the birther movement? Yeah. Dude, that's so interesting. This is the second time in the entire campaign I've been pleasantly surprised by something Trump did. The first time was when he said at the GOP convention that he supported gay people and everyone cheered and he said that made him feel good. But I'm surprised, just politically, why? what's the advantage to him to deny the birther movement? I think it was going to be a problem. Uh, it, it, it was... Um, in the general election. Yeah, I'm thinking that it was that it was going to be asked about it a lot, and he was going to need to have an answer. So his answer was that it really didn't happen, or it it in, it ended a long time ago, and it's not a big deal anymore. But there was no apology. Right. I don't well, why think. Why should he apologize for something that Hillary Clinton started? Well, Hillary didn't start it. I mean, that's the thing. So. Not much has happened. Um, Clint He's still dead over there. Yeah, I mean, everyone's waiting for the debates. So it look it looks like that Clinton has rebounded slightly this week because that whole birther thing was not good for Trump. Then he got all that bad press on Friday and Saturday, and he, he lashed out on Twitter, got really ticked off, and started talking about how he's going to sue the New York Times, and he called Maureen Dowd. <laughs> neurotic and it was just sort of the old trump you know just really ticked off so hold on are you telling me more you're telling me america's favorite and funniest and most penetrating (laughs) analyst of human behavior and the foibles of the rich and powerful the one and only maureen dow queen of the of the of the new york times op-ed page has brought trump to his knees yes yes apparently so she is probably my least favorite new york times columnist and that's like that's a pretty sweet honor, I have to say, because it's not—it's not like the competition isn't fierce over there. But anyway, I don't mean to—I don't mean to gang up on her now that Trump's jumped on her. So the you know the tightening. So I, pick the, I picked the right time basically to to explore twelfth century castles instead of fixating on the campaign. Yes, it's still dead. Yep. Everyone's waiting for the debates, right? Yep. Okay. And there are a bunch of uh, debate markets that Here have shown up in the last few days. All right, talk me through them real quick, because because in a couple days I'm going to leave where I am now and I'm going to go to Lisbon, which is a major European city, and once I check into my hotel, I'm going to log on to the internet and I'm not going to log off for 72 hours, and all I'm going to do is buy, sell, trade, unpredicted, Portuguese style, the penny any Portuguese player, David Reese, one and only, passport please. Uh, so what do I need to do? 
Okay, so here, here I, I just did a search for debate, and everything has popped up for me right here. The, the, these are words, you know, this is your thing. So, uh, will alt-right be mentioned at the first debate? Okay? Uh, that, that is trading, I, yes is trading at 12 cents right now. That's 12 cents at yes? Yeah. Wait, what are the rules? Does anybody have to mention it? Or it, 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 it has like to be the... Or can yeah, it has to be a moderator or a sanctioned oh. questioner. So maybe someone from the audience or, I don't know, a little assistant moderator. Yeah, would you say that's trading at 12? I'm going to write all this down. Yeah, that's, writing at, that, that's trading at 12 cents, which is pretty cheap. So... I would. I might buy a couple shares of that. Yeah, I'm thinking it's probably no, but at 12 cents, that might be worth it. Okay, the other one is: Will basket of deplorables be mentioned? That's trading. It can't. It can't just be Clinton coming out yelling it. It has to be part of an actual question. Right. Right. All right. What's the yes on that? 33 cents. Um, I'm surprised that's trading three times the price of alt-right because I feel like if one of those phrases comes up, the other phrase will come up in as a way of explaining the the context for the first phrase. You hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. I could see someone saying, Senator Clinton, you've used the phrase basket of deplorables to refer to members of what some have called the alt-right. Boom, boom. I just made money on both yes shares if that happens. Right. Yeah, I don't know if they'll be mentioned together, though. Really? All right, well, keep going. What else? What is, give me more words. Okay, words. will Berther be mentioned at the first debate? And the, the rules no. on that are... I would, I would value that as a yes, I would say seven cents. Okay, it's at 29 cents right now. Berther, Berthers, or Bertherism? No, because who cares about it? Really? You don't think so? I mean, I know it just happened, like, that's the most recent phrase because of his press conference, but I don't know. Right, okay. What else? Uh, There's will, another B word I keep waiting for. Will blind trust be mentioned at the first debate? Oh, that's not what I was thinking of. All right, blind trust. What's that in reference to? That is in reference to the Trump organization and Trump saying that he's going to hand it over to his kids and that that's the same as a blind trust, which is not at all like a blind trust. Uh, <laughs> okay, what's that trading <laughs> That's trading at 22 cents. And would you please, uh, as a sign of respect, refer to them by their proper names, Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr., instead of just saying his kids? I can't okay. I mean, it's probably going to be Ivanka, because she seems the only one who has a head on her shoulders. But, right, okay. Uh, the next... Sterling young men, and, and they will be... They will do a great job in the tradition of Uday and Kusai Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> national soccer team. <laughs> Their father is ensconced in the quarters of power. I'm still waiting on another. I got I got basket of the horrible. Yeah. I got birther. I got blind trust. I know there's one more B word. You got it. No, it's going to be in the mix. Benghazi. Will Benghazi. Yes. Will Benghazi be mentioned at the first debate? Uh, yes. Is that trading at 87 cents? 38 cents. What? Yeah. So that's the highest out of all of them. I guess it is. I gotta say, out of all these, alt right is undervalued. 
I think alt right has to be as worth as is going to be should trade as much as basket of deplorables. I just don't see how it's not. Well, I don't know. I'm all confused. Well, there's one. I understand. I'm living European lifestyle right now, so it's kind of like I'm more like Europeans have this saying. It's called irie. It means like everything's going to be okay in Jamaica. <laughs> And it's a European way of just saying, like, yeah. you know, who cares? Don't think about everything so much. What is will be. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Today at lunch, I ate a pastry that was shaped to look like a fish, okay? You have to understand that's the life I'm living right now. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the debates. One more. Okay, but can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. We went to a seafood restaurant. And they had lobsters, and we ordered a lobster without asking how much it would cost. <laughs> 200 euros is too much to pay for a lobster, right? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking that's a lot. I know sometimes people are intimidated by my financial wisdom on this podcast, so I just want to let everyone know, yes, I'm human too. Yes, I'm subject to being ripped off financially. So I'm the guy who who uh, ordered a 200 euro lobster. Oh so my God. that kid might is coming back at you stronger than ever. <laughs> okay, I have to go get a job before I leave this country to pay all my bills. Oh man, I'm sorry. Well, that's what's fun about travel. Yeah, new experiences. Last debate question is: Will pneumonia be mentioned? Oh, nah. The dumbest election of all time. Yeah. Okay. Nah. Uh, Pneumonia. What's that trading at? A thousand cents? Twenty-four cents. So, are you buying into any of these? I don't know what to do I, on on any of these, really. I, I. All right, I'll advise you. Ready? Here we go. I'm taking over. I'll advise you. Alt right. Buy uh, buy ten shares. Yes. Basket of deplorables. Buy a hundred shares. Yes. Birther. Two hundred shares. Yes. Blind trust. Buy 10 shares, no. Benghazi, buy 10 shares, no. Pneumonia, buy 50 shares, yes. Really? And all listeners, yeah, that's that's it. That's what you should do. Okay. All right, I'll do Thank it. Thank me next week. Yeah, I will. Um, oh, and then, of course, there's the will uh, Trump say crooked Hillary in the first debate, which, you know, was a big deal in previous podcasts. That is uh, still trading, yes, at uh, 41 cents. What do you think about that? Yeah, he's going to say it. You really think? Yeah, isn't that what we... Yeah, but now I'm going back the other way. I mean, I feel like... Now that I've paid 200 euros for a lobster, I kind of feel like anything is possible, and I should go against my, I should just go against my better judgment at all times and in all situations. I'm going to think about that. Okay. When I get to Lisbon in a couple days, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to think about that. But let's remind our listeners that the next, our next episode is going to be post-debate episode. There's going to be a huge reckoning coming for everybody, and, um... I got to figure out how I'm going to watch that debate because I'm still going to be in Portugal and I think it'll be on around three in the morning. But I will have watched it and analyzed it and reaped my reward by the time we record our podcast next week. Everybody should definitely be on the lookout for that episode next week. It's going to be huge. And everyone should definitely be ready to make some donations to us because it's going to be a re- we're really going to need your donations to do a good job from yep. here on out. Right, John? Yep. All right. Speaking of that, do we, ha- do we have any donors to thank this week? 
Yeah, yeah, Michael. Michael sent in a donation. Thank, okay. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, Michael. That's it. We only got one. Mm. I know. It's, it, it wasn't good. Michael is lonely being our only donor right now, so come join Michael. He's probably a wonderful guy. Be Michael's donor buddy. Now I'm mad. I was hoping we'd get enough donations to help me cover this freaking lobster. Anyway, listener questions? We got no listener questions. This whole thing is falling. The wheels are falling off this wagon. I need the wheels back on this wagon. I'm coming back to North America next week, and I want to let all these listeners know you need to step up. We need more questions. We need more donations. We need more buzz. We need more positive reviews on iTunes. Everyone thought, because I went away, it was like substitute teacher time. Oh, David's in Europe. We can, everybody can slack off. Everyone needs to bring their game face next week. And I haven't even talked to you about how I literally rode waves at the beach here. I'm going to talk about that next week. I'm coming back with new insights into the nature of waves, okay? Kid Midas, the real wave rider, has actually been in a wave and is using that information to figure out how to better adjust uh, these markets and play these markets on predicted.org. So everybody has a micro vacation this week. Everybody gets a pass. But I want 100 listener questions and 2,000 listener donations between now and next week's episode. I'm not kidding. And everyone needs to watch the debate and play these markets, all right? This is unacceptable slacking off. I understand it's the end of the summer, but this podcast is now more than halfway done, and the election is in a matter of weeks away. So get focused. Get your head in the game. And that goes for you too, John. Okay, man. I need high energy. I need positive movement towards financial results, and I need it starting next week. All I right. Watch that debate. I'm not kidding. All right. And Hillary Clinton, if you're listening, you need to, you need to get over your freaking pneumonia and bring your A game because we're running out of time. The clock is ticking. What else we got? Uh, um, I don't know. I can talk about the castle I went to. What do you got? Uh, I could talk about the tightening. Is it still tightening? It tightened a little, but it seems like it's stalled out now. You know, 538 has Clinton down to 55.7% chance of winning. The the lowest. Yeah, but 538, man, I'm telling you, it is really volatile. They have have sort of changed their formula, and it jumps around a lot. 55%. Nate Silver has been kind of defensive on Twitter. so Really? Go on. Yeah. I mean, he's been taking a lot of heat from people saying that his formula is a little messed up. And, yeah, he's been a little defensive. So I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I'm just saying that he is definitely an outlier to all the others. you got PredictWise out there. Is it 72%? And the New York Times upshot has Clinton at 75%. Um, and, and, you know, some other models have it as, as high as 80% still. I'm so tired of the tightening. And one thing that's nice about really having very limited um, internet and news access is that it doesn't, I don't spend, I no longer spend 80% of my day freaking out about the tightening. I understand it's happening and it's kind of like, I don't know. But then again, I've also convinced myself that once we hit the debates, we'll experience uh process of massive spreading where everyone starts lining up behind Clinton, but I know that's not going to happen either, and it's going to be a nail-biter just like every other dumb election we've ever had. kind of makes me mad. Bad news in the state markets. There are two polls uh, 
out this week in North Carolina that shows Trump ahead. One yesterday from my alma mater, Elon, that uh, shows Trump up one, and then another one from PPP this morning that has Trump up two, but tied in the head-to-head. So it's not... So Trump, so Trump's up two in North Carolina in a four-way race? Yeah. But then he's tied in a head-to-head? Yeah. Who in North Carolina is voting for a third-party candidate instead of Clinton? And what, who are they voting for? It's not Jill Stein. Well, Jill Stein can't get on the ballot here. We're, we're, this is one of the hardest states for the, you know, for the Green Party to get on. So it's people voting for Gary Johnson, and then when he's not in the race, it's those people vote for Clinton in North Carolina? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Dude, do you still have a position on that? Yes, I still have a position on that, and I'm a little bit Trump under. Gonna, I'm underwater right now, but Trump is going to win North Carolina. No, he's not. Sorry. He's not. But he is ahead right now in the average in North Carolina, and he is ahead in Ohio by even more than he is in North Carolina, and he's barely ahead in Nevada now, and he's tied in Florida. These are all in the real clear politics average, so. It's, uh, but the, the good news in Pennsylvania, Hillary is still up. I mean, good news if you're a Hillary supporter. You know, we've got, right. we, we probably have Trump supporters out listening to us as well. But uh, good news if you're a Hillary supporter is uh, that Pennsylvania s- still seems secure. She has a six and a half point lead there. And uh, the latest poll to come out of there was a morning call poll that came out, I don't know, earlier this week and showed her up by. Nine. Damn. John, yeah. how are you feeling right now about the election overall? Be honest. Pretend it's just me talking to you on the phone. I, I'm nervous about the debate. Um, Why? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about it like, like you are. I'm thinking, is she really going to clean his clock? I think she probably will, but I think everyone is going to think that their side won, and then it's just going to sort of be seen as a draw. I've always had this fantasy from day one of Trump's campaign that at some point something's going to happen. Everyone's going to wake up and be like, oh, completely unacceptable candidate, moving on like that. You know, and of course, you remember in the early days of the campaign and the early days of our podcast, we and everybody else thought, oh, surely this is the limit. Oh, the Mexican judge. That's it. That's the limit. Oh, the, you know, every other racist and toxic and horrible thing he has said or done. That's the limit. Or, oh, deep investigative reporting into the fact that his charity is just a total scam. That's it. Everyone's going to wake up. And then since none of that was working, I started looking ahead to things that are on the horizon to do the same thing. Oh, the first debate. That'll be it. She'll kick his ass. Game over. Clinton in a landslide. But now, yeah, it's just going to be like everything else. He'll muddle through. He is such a different type of candidate. The rules don't apply. The press doesn't understand how to call him to account. And everything will just be close and tight and completely frustrating and enraging right up until election night. And then who knows? Maybe he'll actually win and become president. I don't see any way for it not to feel suffocating and horrible, except for making money. But I can't even do that right now because I'm stuck in this country with this slow-ass internet. So, I mean, at least I'm not obsessively hitting refresh on Twitter and keeping up with all these outrages. But on the other hand, I can't continue my amazing, unparalleled hot streak of making 
tons of profits on this election. So I'm kind of in a weird stasis right now. Well, you need to get back and get started again. Because I agree no, with you. I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's going to just sort of keep plugging along like this. Ugh. Really? I don't know. Maybe he'll just totally screw up in the debate. I don't think he will, though. And even if he totally screws up, what does that mean? I mean, how has he... He has totally screwed up every freaking day of this whole campaign, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. On that note, I'm going to go back to bed. All right. I have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to... i got to go eat some pastry. Everybody, thanks for listening to another wonderful episode of Election Profit Makers. From Portugal, I'm David Reese. Where's Starly right now? In Sweden? We gotta, she's not on the call. We have to send this to her so she can listen to it. Yeah. And John Kimball's in North Carolina. Everyone's having a great time, and everyone's really excited and motivated to uh, uh, keep following the election. Nothing bad can ever happen in the United States of America. We always move forward to a brighter day. We all make money. We all have a nice time. That was good. That was uplifting. Thanks. I feel better now. Do you? Not really. She better fucking kick his goddamn ass in this debate or I'm going to sue the shit out of the Clinton Foundation. (laughs) That's right. Say our sign-off. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Election Pro... I don't know what the (laughs) sign-off is. What is the sign-off? Good job. You did a good job. I'll I'll, I'll call you when I'm back in America next week. All right, man. Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye. I'm about to stop recording here.